God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. He must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I'm joined by Leonora Kravota. Hello, Lord Leonora. Good morning, Scott. So, uh, J6 came and went, just like we predicted. Yep. They made a big... <laughs> they milked it for all it's worth, They right? certainly milked it for all it's worth. They got all that juice out of the lemon. Now, they certainly milked it for all it's worth, and some of the uh, extreme comparisons, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into, you know, with Kamala Harris, like, comparing it to... D-Day and 9-11, you know, uh, you know, strains credulity that she would say such a thing. The other thing that disturbs me about the whole thing is, is the left has taken an important Judeo-Christian holiday. January 6th is the epiphany and turned it into something else. I mean, this is, right, the, this right. is the day when the wise men visited the infant. This is very important in our cultural history. And now suddenly when everybody says January 6th, they don't think of the epiphany. They don't think of like certain or uh, certain um, faiths like the Armenians celebrate Christmas on January 6th. They don't think about that. I know your mom always did. Yeah, because your mom was show, an Armenian. Armenian. So we celebrate in my family. Yesterday was sending messages, happy Armenian Christmas. I mean, there are a lot of faiths that really take January 6th very seriously. And now suddenly, every time you talk about it, it's now intermingled with um, the events of last year, and that and that's not right. You know right. what else you don't think of, though? You don't think of Pearl Harbor or yeah. 9-11. No. When you think of what this no, actually is. No, you a, have to think about, you know, and again, to, to the point that was made, one person one person was killed, and this was an unarmed person. You know, you're not talking about, which again, that was a tragedy, which wasn't discussed this was, enough. This was a Trump supporter that was shot point blank range by a rogue police officer, and they never even wanted to get to the bottom of it. And they never wanted to get to the How bottom the, of it. How uh, about the Ray Epps guy? Yeah. Uh, now, we're going to be talking about that uh, again today. Um, this Epps character uh, was on the FBI's wanted list until he wasn't. And they figured out, oh, no, he's one of us. And there was video footage all over the place of like, oh, he's one of these. He's a Fed. Yeah. Um, and, and when they would arrest somebody at the, on the Ellipse, uh, they were like, oh, I have a, I'm a, I have a badge. I'm, oh, okay. I'm all undercover. right. Well. And uh, so there's all this undercover BS. And 
You mean people were pretending to be police no, officers? I, you know, I think it's an infiltration, not an insurrection. Absolutely. And, and nobody's been arrested for insurrection. And in addition to that, nobody had a gun. Right. How in the world can you compare that to a kamikaze pilot coming in from Japan? Right. And, you know, and we go to war and thousands of lives are being lost and uh, between two countries. And you're... Uh, yeah, and you end up uh, dropping the nuclear bomb yeah. on on Hiroshima and uh, Nagasaki was it Nagasaki or Hiroshima yeah. and yeah yeah and um you know all that went into that yeah. right and and to compare that to 911 same thing now 911 the only thing you could do is you could compare that the government <clears throat> gets involved and takes away your civil liberties right. the patriot act did that uh, it emboldened the military right. and the NSA for being able to spy on Americans. And uh, if they didn't need any help, they got it from Facebook and Twitter, who were emerging at the time as on these big social media platforms, which were part of, I think, a science experiment that was brought on by the government to spy on Americans. So... I don't know. I mean, you think about the timeline between Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. They all came out in the early millennium, right? Yeah. About 2003 to 7? Yeah, seven? it was in that it was in that range because I with Facebook I was working for Chase at the time and I heard about Facebook from our our group that handled marketing of credit cards to students that there was this new thing and you'll appreciate it uh, where you could earn social credit scores. That was exact and it was called fa- Facebook yeah. You, you would earn other ty- there were all types of currency you could earn. It was you know a, a technical equivalent of what used to be the freshman handbook, where you'd have the the pictures of all the pe- of all the freshmen in it, and that's how the name Facebook started. So wait, you said a currency? Well, well, at the time, the, and this is going back to around two thousand five, two thousand and six. Our student marketing group was talking about using Facebook, this new thing that existed, and with Facebook, people could earn, and it was largely students in the very beginning could earn currencies, and one type of currency Isn't that was a little bit like a social credit score. Exactly, there was a so, social currency. Like you remember, you're in college, you get, you know, by, uh, you know, think about it. The roots of this thing. These were the pictures of people when you arrive on the. College campus, everybody's checking out the freshman handbook. Who are the new people that are showing up? Well, now suddenly you have that, you know, an, an online equivalent of that, which became Facebook. And of course, you build your social currency through that, but there were other types of currency you could earn as well. But when you've brought up social credit scores over the last few years, I hearken back to what I remember first hearing about Facebook when it was being used as sort of an ancillary marketing uh, vehicle uh, back when I was in credit cards. And this was a way to reach that student marketplace. And then it quickly quickly eclipsed to being beyond students and to, you know, the, 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 the giant thing that it is now. And, and the hypocrisy of it yeah. all, too. You know, what was going on there, the Democrats... Unbelievable. They sang this God Bless America on the steps with these fake candles. They milked it for all it's worth, folks. I mean, I I don't know a lot of people saw this, but the mainstream media uh, was picking this up. And there were all these people like a vigilant, uh, like almost doing a 9-11 tribute to J6. And they were standing with candles, these fake candles, uh, on the steps of the Capitol singing God Bless America. I guarantee you there wasn't a Republican there 
it's just this division of America, right? This yeah. divisiveness. Um, maybe Ted Cruz was there. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, Ted Cruz virtually, with one quick speech, may have ended his political career. He tried to salvage it on Tucker Carlson last night. But, you know, the hypocrisy knows no bounds. There's violent protests. Here we go. Violent protests. Let's see if I can get this. But violent protests continue throughout Washington, D.C., following the inauguration of Donald Trump. So let's take a listen to some of this noise. Now these are bombs, explosions, riots, smoke, burning cars. Now this was this was this was worse than what we saw. There's a photograph Remember our, when our nation's capital looked like this in June of 2020, and most Democrats and media brushed it off as most peaceful, mostly peaceful. And that was when D.C. was on fire, yeah. and it was about Antifa and Black Lives Matter tearing up the place. And uh, meanwhile, there's media outlets that were saying, um, you know, uh, mostly peaceful protests, and there's a building burning right. on fire exactly. behind them. And this was the this was the reverse of that, where you know, now on January sixth, we had mostly peaceful yeah. protesting. How about this and one? Yeah, anti anti Kavanaugh protesters. Let's take a listen. <laughs> Kavanaugh's got to go again. They made this all up. This blasey Ford lie. Now this is inside the Hart Senate building. Yeah, take over. They took over the Hart Senate office building. Uh, in the atrium of the Capitol. And this was over uh, Kavanaugh. Once again, like Jesse Smollett, they just made it up. Right. Like Bubba Wallace from NASCAR. They just made it. It's a noose. Uh, They were going to hang me. I was afraid. Um, So this was all made up stuff. No one one knows what Kavanaugh was doing when he was in high school, but certainly... (laughs) Uh, well, he did. He kept he kept a calendar. Kept a calendar. Apparently, his his argument was so much better than Blasey Ford's argument. And again, they'll stop at nothing. Meanwhile, um, you got this. Now, this is uh, the this is the January sixth. This is the uh, what do they call the guy? The uh, the, the, the shaman, shaman, yeah, yeah, the shaman, the paid actor, right? The, yeah, the paid actor who became actor the face the of horns. it, you know, and that was completely a misnomer that he was the face of it, right? So let's take a listen to this. This is the shaman walking into the Senate floor, and this guy sitting down gets shot in the face with a plastic bullet that that was shot at him by the uh, police, uh, and he's sitting down there by himself just trying to patch up the blood coming out of his face. And this was a Trump supporter who got shot in the face, but they're walking into this, um, I guess, here, here's the sound. Hey! There's a shaman. Fucking hey, man. Glad to see you guys. You guys are fucking patriots. Look at this guy. He's got covered in blood. God bless you. Yes. You good, sir? Do you need medical attention? I'm good, thank you. All right. I got shot in the face. He got shot in the face. I got shot in the face with some kind of plastic bullet. Any chance I could get you guys yeah. to leave the Senate wing? Wait, Any wait, chance? Wait, wait, wait. So this is the police officer, right? Any chance I can get you to leave the Senate wing, please? 
So, so you can go anywhere you want. Go, yeah. go somewhere else, but yeah. not this place. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you have a good time. Yeah. And he's waving a flag. He's got a flag in the hand. And he's not, you know, they, they were going along the velvet ropes. They were, uh, you know, doing all kinds of things that were by the book. Meanwhile, the left sings this. Uh, they've got these candles. They're all dressed up in black. Uh-huh. Uh, as if they're uh, if it's a 9-11 memorial let's take a so they're singing this on the steps of the capitol and of course the media is covering it they yep. got this great photography yeah. um, so it goes on with that they milked it for all it's worth and then they gave these speeches and what was pretty ignorant is that um, Ted Cruz you know, he kind of argued his point that, you know, he always uses the word terrorism uh, with anybody that fights against cops, right? Mm-hmm. Resists arrests and what have you. But he used it at a time and a place that just gave fodder. You know, basically, you don't want this guy in your foxhole if he's going to collude with the enemy. Um, because they're manufacturing 90% of everything that they're talking about. They're manufacturing. They're using this J6 to divide America. They're using it for political expedience. They're using it for so many things. I think that also the J6 farce is really a cover-up for the true evidence. The evidence. We're talking about 14,000 hours of video that would tell the truth. There's so much truth out there that doesn't want to be told by Nancy Pelosi. They would do her in. Uh, And, you know, there's all this other footage, and uh, Tucker Carlson shed light on this, you know, about these police that are waving in the protesters and escorting them into the building. I don't know how you would arrest those people. But there's also the pipe bomber that doesn't get arrested and Uh then uh, Ray Epps who doesn't get arrested. So we're going to be playing um, a Tucker clip here in just a moment. But... uh, Liz Cheney brought Dick Cheney to the floor. Yeah, that's the, pretty funny. Bring your daddy school. with you. <laughs> yeah. Bring your daddy to school day. So, As here's opposed what, to bring your child to school day. We have a few clips. This is Rick Rennell. Was, January 6th was a terrible day because it, it was a, the big day. It, it's the day the big tech and the media kicked President Trump off Twitter. Watch. This guy, Joe Biden, and the Democrats in Washington are so afraid of Donald Trump coming back because Donald Trump doesn't play by the rules of Washington, D.C. He doesn't do this drama in the lead-up and then sucker punch you at the end to say, now you got to go along with me on the bridge to equality. Otherwise, you're a racist if you don't want our legislation. This is shameful what's happening in Washington, D.C. And let me finish with this. January 6th was a terrible day because it's the day big tech and the media kicked President Trump off Twitter and silenced his voice. That was the day that was an attack on our democracy. If you really cared about riots and vandals, you would have started in Seattle and Portland and Minneapolis. And Silicon Valley. But they didn't do that. They don't talk about the anniversary of when a Democrat tried to shoot Republicans in Washington, D.C. on the baseball field. 
that was an attack on our democracy. They don't talk about that. There's no anniversary for that. Right, because it's uh, one side versus the other. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of that, um, there. Oh, here's a uh, Whitmer. Okay, we got Gre- a bunch Gre- of Gretchen sur- Whitmer. Gre- yeah, talking about her own insurrection, but also we got DeSantis talking about the day that he was shot at on the baseball field. So let's uh, let's go to the. Uh, I want to I want to play the DeSantis one first. Um, but Leonor, you had a couple of things you wanted to talk about. Uh, well, you know, I mean, we were just still just still talking about January sixth. I think while while you're pulling that up, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what actually an insurrection is. You know, with an insurrection, when you look up some of the definitions, you have some you have people that are uprising with forces with you know with uh, with guns that need to be uh, you know dealt with with by other. Um, you know, uh, uh, marshals and U.S. Uh, military, uh, you know, and police who also have guns. Yeah. That is not exactly what happened. That is not an insurrection for people. A rebe- you know, a rebellion or a peaceful protest is not an insurrection. And for us to be using the wrong, wrong terms is, is is not helpful. So here we got DeSantis, and DeSantis is talking about. He talks a lot about you know what he expected from the media. This was. Before it all unfolded, but uh, he also talks about, you know, when some radical Bernie Sanders supporter, you know, got out of a van and started shooting up a practice field. So, you know, it's interesting how everything in our society you know, becomes very politicized. And so this is today is going to be. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to watch any of it, but 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 you're going to see the D.C. New York media. I mean, this is this is their Christmas, January 6th. Okay, they are going to take this and milk this for anything they could to try to be able to smear anyone who ever supported Donald Trump. And I just look back and compare when I was in Congress, what event that, that, that we faced was the was the attempted assassination of Republican members of Congress on the baseball game. I actually was on the field. This guy, uh, who was a big Bernie Sanders guy, was definitely a politically motivated attack, um, you know, came up, pulled his van, and we didn't think anything of it. We walked out to go to the car, and, and we, we came in contact with him. He wanted to know if it was Republicans out there. We get in the car, leave, and then we find out he shoots up a bunch of people. And had you not had the Capitol Police there, you probably would have had a dozen people assassinated. That was like a one-day, two-day story. That was not something that the that the Capitol-based uh, press wanted to talk about. Why? Because it totally undercut their preferred narratives. January 6th allows them to create narratives that are negative about people you know, that supported Donald Trump. Look, if you obstruct a proceeding, all about hold people accountable. If you're rioting, hold accountable. But let's just be clear here, uh, when they try to act like this is something akin to the September 11th attacks, that is an insult to the people who were going into those buildings. And it's an insult to people when you say it's an insurrection and then a year later, nobody has been charged with that. 
people are being charged with disrupting proceedings or that. I think it's very important the fact that if this is what you said it was, why are you not charging people? So I think it's going to end up being just a politicized Charlie Foxtrot today. Um, I don't expect anything good to come out of anything that Pelosi and the gang are doing. I don't expect anything from the the corporate press to be enlightening. Um, I think it's going to be nauseating, quite frankly, um, and I'm not going to do it. But I do think that if you have this January 6th committee, why do we not know some of the people who we know were really involved in, in orchestrating this? They got pulled off the most wanted list. Christopher Ray was asked at the um, under oath what FBI was involved in that, and he would not answer the question. And so I think that this is something that, that has really been used uh, for political narrative and posturing purposes. I don't think it's been effective. You know, people here in, in Florida, they care about inflation and they care about gas prices and education and, and crime and all the key issues that are so important. And that's, that's what they talk to me about. Uh, but there is an obsession with this amongst the D.C. New York uh, uh, journalist class. And again, I think it's because it allows them to spin a narrative um, that, that they want to spin. They did not care as much uh, about what happened after 2016 when you had a false Russia collusion conspiracy theory that was put on for years because they were involved when doing it and how that may have damaged trust in institutions or all that. So um, so I just think that it's, uh, it, it is what it is, but um, it's not something that I've been con concerned about in my job here because, quite frankly, it's not something that most Floridians um, have, been, have been concerned about. They're concerned about uh, their jobs, education, inflation, gas prices, all those things. And I wish the Congress of the United States uh, would be concerned about those pressing issues as well. Sadly, uh, they're not. They're going to use uh, this to be able to get more TV time. And some of them... Uh, who are probably the most um, uh, loud, uh, probably uh, will end up vacationing in Florida at some point as well. <laughs> well, you know, that's what uh, Eric Swalwell was found vacationing in, in Florida. Well, um, and AOC, AOC. AOC, AOC yeah. dancing without a mask. But, you know, it, the House of Representatives has become a dog and pony show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with ever since Adam Schiff and his shifty Schiff, you know, basement parade of of uh, fake witnesses over the Russian hoax or the Ukrainian hoax or the impeachment hoax. I mean, it's absolutely absurd that that's what we're electing our officials to go and do. Uh, just have one committee hearing after another, political posturing, pounding their fist on the on the uh, lectern, and uh, not not accomplishing a doggone thing. That's the uh, that's a sad truth about what's going on in our Congress. Um, so. We have so much hypocrisy going on here. and um, But what we're going to do is now we're going to listen to Whitmer, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, led her own insurrection back in 2022, 2012 at the Michigan Capitol because Republicans proposed a right-to-work law. It got violent. Let's take a listen. So... When the governor locked the public out during their attack on collective bargaining, I threw open the doors of the Capitol and I led the resistance from my office. Oh. And so I now the crowd is chanting, let us in, let us in.
So basically, she led. That's how she got elected, I think. Right? Yeah. She was a, this fighter who was breaking into the Capitol. Yeah. Overwrite the work laws. Yeah. Um, so that's Gretchen Whitmer. But where was the media then? You know, where was the media then? So we're going to play this uh, two clips from Tucker Carlson. Uh, one, he's talking about basically an insurrection day. And then he, uh, the second uh, clip we're going to play is his interview with Ted Cruz, which I thought was ver- really interesting. So the first one we're going to talk about is this. Uh, we're going to go into uh, the insurrection day. Remember Ray Epps? He's on video several times encouraging crimes, riots, breaches of the Capitol on January 6th. He was on the FBI website. Now he's gone. Hasn't been charged with anything, apparently. Why is that? That's a real question. No one in Congress seems to care, even supposedly conservative Republican senators. What are they busy doing? Well, they're busy repeating the talking points that Merrick Garland has written for them. Here's one example. Uh, we are approaching a Ted solemn Cruz. anniversary this week, uh, and it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol where we saw the men and women of law enforcement demonstrate incredible courage incredible bravery, uh, risk their lives uh, to defend the men and women who serve in this capital. Now, let's be honest. Everyone is conservative. Now, I got to tell you, that right there, we're going to continue with this, but that is political suicide yeah. if you're Ted Cruz. Yeah. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think? Absolutely. I, and, you know, we're going get, to get into a little bit more of some, he, some of Ted Cruz's I mean, comments shortly. When you can't tell the difference between Ted Cruz and uh, Liz Cheney, yeah, or Adam Kinzinger. By the way, it was brought to my attention. Cavuto, yeah, had Kinzinger on. Did he really? And uh, when did he have him on? And somebody else had uh, somebody texted me and said uh, Liz Cheney was on uh, uh, one of the other programs on Fox News, and um, you know, it's just you wonder why these people even get the airtime that they get, right? You know, Cavuto has Kinzinger. I mean, come on, give me a break because Kinzinger is on the uh, hand selected by Nancy Pelosi, and Liz Cheney also, you know, is on these programs. And uh, I don't know why they get airtime on Fox News. I just don't know why Fox News does that. Well, you know, the one thing Fox News does endeavor to do is try to be, you know, they used to use the term balanced. And so maybe they try to give people the benefit of the doubt, but when, they when take it advantage. When it counted the most in the uh, 2020 election, they called Virginia uh, one minute after the polls closed. Yeah, I never got over that. I thought that was a and, bit and, much. And, and, and we were saying, wait. In fact, infected uh, Nevada's vote. And uh, I'll never forget what uh, Fox News did. No, you're uh, you're absolutely right. Election. You're absolutely right. And and yeah. you know what happened though after that, there was some more personnel changes. So some absolutely. of them, some of the lefty people were out. Well, and, I remember when they were defending Soros, and yeah. it cost Melissa Francis her yeah, job. Absolutely. Uh, during the day uh, when uh, Newt Gingrich was talking about Soros, and uh, she and uh, Marie Harf. Said oh, Melissa Francis and Marie Harf, well, we shouldn't. What Soros have to? Oh, we shouldn't be talking about Soros. And boom, she lost her job. Go woke, go broke. Yeah. Right? All right, let's continue. 
appreciates Ted Cruz. I mean, I like him, but you got to appreciate him. He's legitimately smart. He's one of the more articulate people to serve in the Congress, maybe the most articulate. He doesn't use a single word by accident. Every word Ted Cruz uses is used intentionally. He's a lawyer. He described January 6th as a violent terrorist attack. Of all the things that January 6th was, it was definitely not a violent terrorist attack. It wasn't an insurrection. Was it a riot? Sure. It was not a violent terrorist attack. Sorry. So why are you telling us that it was Ted Cruz? And why are none of your Republican friends are supposed to be representing us and all the people who've been arrested during this purge saying anything? What the hell's going on here? You're making us think maybe the Republican Party is as worthless as we suspected it was. That can't be true. Reassure us, please. Well, Ted Cruz was shaking his boots and decided we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna fix this. We're gonna put out this fire. Right. And he didn't do such a great job with it. But we have a caller. Uh, caller, you're on there. Good morning, Scott. Terry, twice in a row. Okay, <laughs> how are you? Morning, Leonora. Also, it's good to hear you today. Good morning, uh, Terry. Happy New Year. Well, thank you. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. I, my take on this whole deal is, especially after yesterday, I listened to an interview from uh, Vander Steele up with uh, the quote-unquote Q, Q shaman. Now he goes by the American shaman. But that man is actually very smart if you listen to that interview. Very, very insightful. Don't, you know, don't. So was he a plant? I don't think he'd be in prison if he was. But uh, another another interview yesterday was the feller from Gravit, Arkansas. I forgot his name. But they had a picture of him with his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he couldn't talk about what happened inside the building, but he could talk about before and after. And and he said he seen the Capitol Police attack attack the Trump people with flashbangs and tear gas and drive to yeah you know, to to basically drive them forward like you would like you would a herd of cat like you would a herd of cattle. Uh, yeah, so and that and the only place they could go was into the tunnel under where where so much of the violence happened. Don't say like that. Like that one woman that uh, was nearly beat to death, or wasn't one beat to death in the in the tunnel. But yeah. uh, I see the I, I see the whole January sixth deal as a setup. Period. Though I think that to go along with the to go along with the coup of the twenty twenty election, it was a it was a fait accompli of the coup. Don't I say to 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 cover up the narrative that they stole the election. Well, you know, uh, Trump's people was violent, and they Terry. were not violent. Yeah, the, yes. the um, uh, hang on just a second. Um, uh, but uh, what I wanted to say was, Federalists, can you hear me? The Federalists yeah. wrote an article that says J six hysteria is how media and other Democrats are avoiding accountability for their rigging of the twenty twenty election. That's a that's an article. Written by Molly Hemingway, of uh, no less, uh, about the uh, you know the events that un, uh, unfolded on January sixth. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, I completely agree with her. No, I, I didn't know about the article, but uh, just just what we see and what I hear from different top radio shows I listen to throughout the day, 
because it ain't like I got anything else to do besides look out the windshield. Yeah. But uh, uh, it is. Uh, I mean, it is that. It is absolutely terrible the the state that they put our nation in. That we 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 absolutely have so many leaders that are utterly corrupt from from money and power. But we do not have a government of, by, and for the people anymore. Not even, not even remotely close. No, we but there a is a way to get it back. There is a way to get it back, and we're, we're fighting to do that. Well, if we don't fix the twenty twenty the, the the election of twenty twenty, there is no reason for further elections. Your vote exactly. doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, we got another caller, Terry. I've asked my local reps to audit Arkansas. We're a conservative state, but I fully believe even even in conservative states there can be just as much election fraud as they is as, as we've seen in other states against Trump. So yeah. And uh, I can't get any traction. I mean, yes, yeah, they do not want they do not want to touch the, they do not want to touch the third rail. Anyway, right. have you said it was a wonderful day? Hey, thank you. thank you. Take care. Take care. All right, so now we got another caller. Caller, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. This hi is there. Donna from uh, Old California, all uh, Preston people. Okay, yeah, great. I, I'm disappointed about Ted Cruz. Apparently, he's trying to make it sound like Ted Cruz people is probably better than Trump people. And also, I want to know your email address. Okay, yeah. it's Well, it's uh, scott at scottadamshow.com. Oh, at. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're going to send me something yeah, good and juicy? What was that again? You're going to send me some breaking news, something something good and juicy? Uh, I was like, oh, Paul Preston's going to have his convention, you know, that uh, uh, virtual on 27, 28, 29. And uh, people will call up Paul, Paul Preston. They can hear all about New California. Absolutely, yeah. Well, Paul's doing great work over there. We love Paul, and uh, he has such a great show as well. Ten to twenty. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I found your show because I was listening to his show, and I got on early, and I found your show. I love your show, also. Great. Yeah. Well, I'm good friends with Paul. Okay, I'm letting go to go, and I'm disappointed in Ted Cruz. Yeah. Well, we're going to be playing his interview with Tucker Carlson here in just a minute. Okay, I'm going to listen to it. All okay. right, take care. Thank you, Scott. All right. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right, so let's see if we can... Do um, you have any thoughts, Leonardo? Are, are we going to talk about Ted Cruz? I, I think we're going to continue to... I think the interview was very uh, interesting. I have... Um, no, play the interview, and then I'll tell you. I, I have I have some thoughts that were, would be more relevant after you play the interview. Okay, let's take a listen to this. Every conservative appreciates Ted Cruz because he's one of the smartest and most articulate people in the Congress, and he's conservative. But he referred publicly to what happened on January 6th as quote a violent terror attack. Here it is. Uh, We are approaching a solemn anniversary this week, uh, and it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol where we saw the men and women of law enforcement demonstrate incredible courage, incredible bravery, risk their lives uh, to defend the men and women who serve in this capital. 
Senator Cruz was game enough to come on tonight. We appreciate that. He joins us now. Senator, thanks so much for coming on. So I guess what I, I mean, there are a lot of dumb people in the Congress. You're not one of them. I think you're smarter than I am. Uh, and you never use words carelessly. Um, and yet you called this a terror attack when by no definition was it a terror attack. That's a lie. You told that lie on purpose. And I'm wondering why you did. Well, Tucker, thank you for having me on. When you aired your episode last night, I, I sent you a text shortly thereafter and said, listen, I'd like to go on because the way I phrased things yesterday, it, it was sloppy and, and it was frankly dumb. And, I don't and buy that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I don't well, buy that. For, look, I've known you a long time since before you went to the Senate. You were a Supreme Court contender. You take words as seriously as any man who's ever served in the Senate. And every word you repeated that phrase, I do not believe that you used that accidentally. I just don't. It's, so, Tucker, as a result of my sloppy phrasing, it's caused a lot of people to misunderstand what I meant. Let me tell you what, what I meant to say. What I was referring to are, are the limited number of people who engaged in violent attacks against police officers. Now, I think you and I both agree that if you assault a police officer, you should go to jail. That's who I was talking about. And the reason the phrasing was sloppy is I have talked dozens, if not hundreds of times. I've drawn a distinction I wasn't saying that the thousands of peaceful protesters supporting Donald Trump are somehow terrorists. I wasn't saying the millions of, of, of patriots across the country supporting President Trump are terrorists. And that's what a lot of people have misunderstood well, that well, comment. Wait a I second, focused, but even you, yeah. wait, but hold on. What you just said doesn't make sense. So if somebody assaults a cop, he should be charged and go to jail. I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. We've said that for years. But that person's still not a terrorist. How many people have been charged with terrorism? On January so listen, 6th. Like, why'd you none, use that word? You're playing into the other side's characterization that, as Joe Kent just explained, allows them to define an entire population as foreign combatants. And you know that. So why'd you do it? So, so Tucker, let me answer you directly. The, the reason I use that word for a decade, I have referred to people who violently assault police officers as terrorists. I've done so over and over and over again. If you look at all the assaults we've seen across the country, I've called that terrorism over and over again. That being said, Tucker, I agree with you. It was a mistake to say that yesterday. And the reason is what you just said, which is we've now had a year of Democrats in the media twisting words and trying to say that all of us are terrorists, trying to say you're a terrorist, I'm a terrorist. And so, look, I don't like people who, who assault cops and, and, and I well, stand up and defend cops. And, and the reason I use that word is that's the word I've always used for people that violently attack cops. But in this context, I get why people were angry, because we've had a year of the corrupt corporate media and Democrats claiming anyone who, who objected to, to the election fraud. And by the way, remember what was happening during wait, 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 those wait, wait, protests? Wait, can, can I just ask, hold on, you work in the Senate. I, I guess I just don't believe you. And I mean that with respect, because I have such respect for your acuity and your precision. And I've seen it on display. I've covered you as a reporter. I know how you speak. And you have sat there for a year and watched people use language to distort the events of that day intentionally. Insurrection, coup, it, of course, it terrorism, was insurrection, saying it's an insurrection is a political term. It's a lie. I've repeatedly denounced it. And, and, and when it comes to look, I was focusing on what I normally say that what you aired was a little 15 second snippet. What I normally say is violence is wrong. Peaceful protest is right. If you engage in violence, you should be prosecuted. If you're speaking, you have a right to speak. I right. say that all the time. Well, I, I meant and I agree. That snippet. 
So who's Ray Epps, by the way, since you are a senator? Like he and this other guy are clearly encouraging the crowd to commit crimes. Neither one has been arrested or charged. What is that, do you think? So I think that is a very good question. I don't know who Ray Epps is. I've seen that video multiple times. It's disturbing. He's clearly urging the crowd to violate the law. When you see the crowd start chanting, fed, 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 for him to appear on the FBI's most wanted list and come off, it certainly suggests he was working for the FBI. That's not conclusive, but that's the obvious implication. And the attorney general and the Department of Justice won't answer the question. Tucker, I can tell you, I joined with a number of other senators trying to get the Biden DOJ to answer the question, why so many January 6 prisoners are in solitary confinement, why they're be tr- being treated so much worse than the Antifa rioters and, and, and the people who committed firebombing and, and a year of riots across the country. And this Biden DOJ won't go after them. But let me also make a quick point, Tucker. Remember, while, while thousands of people were standing up to defend this country on January 6, at that exact moment, I was standing on the Senate floor objecting to the election results, demanding that we, we, we impanel an election commission to consider evidence of voter fraud. And I brought together 11 senators to join me in supporting getting to the bottom of that. So, of course, it would be ridiculous for me to be saying that the people standing up and protesting to follow the law were somehow terrorists. I was talking about people who commit violence against cops. And you and I both agree, if you commit violence against cops, you should go to jail. Yeah, but you're not a terrorist. You know, you're not. You're a guy who, you know guy who assaults a cop. Okay, so I, that's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a legal difference, as you well know, better than I do, since you were actually in the running for the Supreme Court. And there's a moral difference between a guy. So, Tucker, you know, the, the, right? the reason Big I time. use that word is for a decade. I've used that word for people that violently assault cops. I use that word all in 2020 for the Antifa and BLM terrorists that assaulted cops and firebomb police cars. But right. I agree. It was a mistake to use the word yesterday right. because the Democrats and the corporate media have so politicized it. They're trying to paint everyone as a terrorist, and it's a lie. And by the way, I've spoken out vocally against your exchange you just had. They want to paint us as Nazis. Yes. That was scary. That is what they're trying to do. And I just, look, I'm the one leading the fight in the Senate against this garbage. And it's what I have been doing, and it's what I'll continue doing. Well, I appreciate your coming on tonight. Thank you very much, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. Thanks. That was pretty bold what he did uh, there, Ted Cruz. And we're going to be bringing Julie on in just a moment. But uh, yeah, I had some I had some thoughts about this. I mean, first of all, I think Tucker was dead on when he said that that Senator Cruz chooses his words very carefully and that it was not an accident because, you know, you also have to remember Ted, Ted Cruz was one of the people that did all the filibusters. This is a man who's used used to speaking a lot, selecting his words carefully, having a certain level of endurance for communication. So I don't buy it. The other thing I want to say is that I believe that he used some of this terrorist terminology because he potentially will be a 2024 um, primary candidate, at least for president. And he's trying to reach over to a wider net of people from both sides, not just the Republicans, but he's trying to go over to the independents. And for all we know, maybe even the uh, Democrats. And then thirdly, my point is he realizes he screwed up because that's why he's on Tucker. I mean, he, he saw the importance of making things right with the Republicans. I'm not completely sure that he did, but he at least saw the importance. Yeah, I'm not buying it. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm not fully sold, but you know what? I do give him credit. I do too. I give him credit for doing up it and trying to explain himself.
But, but Tucker uh, was completely right. No, he made a mistake. Uh, he definitely made a mistake. Uh, and right now, in the era of Trump, this is Trump's party. And this the stakes are just far too great to be making these kind of boneheaded, stupid mistakes. And I don't think it was level, a mistake. I think no, it was no, deliberate. But the tolerance level among the people is zero. Absolutely. And, and uh, I think Ted Cruz got a very good dose of it. And if it basically it's a third rail. Yeah. You, don't ever, you never touch the third rail. Everybody knows on a train track, never. Right. Uh-huh. It's, it's instant political suicide for him to have done that. Yeah. And uh, he knows it now. And uh, that's going to be a warning shot across the bow to anybody that wants to test the victims of the voter fraud of 2020. Uh, Julie, uh, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Tucker Carlson was extremely, wonderfully eloquent. He uh, he really nailed it, and I think Ted Cruz just had it dug a, a deeper hole into his mistake by claiming that the, the cops had terrorism inflicted upon them. Because if we look at Ashley Babbitt, we look at this, the, the poor prisoners that are being held in, in the D.C. jails. And then the third death that occurred was that Roseanne Boylan. She was beaten to death in the, the, in the exterior of the Capitol. They beat her. She passed out. They drug her into the Capitol by her ankle. And then they claimed that she died because she had an overdose. And that was not the case. And that is the one that is hidden the most. And it's just all very sad that they used what they did yesterday. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I spent the last couple of days trying to figure out, you know, the last couple of months, actually, I, during the time that you, you didn't have your phone working and everything, I was really trying to decide who was at the root of the deep state. Because we talk about this, and it's such an elusive term. And and I kind of came to a conclusion. We have that concept of circular reporting, and I believe it goes into the, the same thing. The deep state is, is <laughs> existed from the very beginning of our country. And, and it, it, the whole reason why they created our country was to get rid of the deep state of Europe. And, and the deep state in Europe was handled by the Rothschilds and the Vatican. And, and of course, the Queen. And, and we, we tried to escape that. And then we, we got here, we started this country, we created the Constitution, we thought, they thought they were improvised. They thought they had created an armor around this country to, to prevent the infiltration from the deep state. But ever since they created that Constitution, we have been in constant attack. I came across a very interesting uh, historical account of J.P. Morgan's involvement with the government. If you have a chance to go to the the J.P. Morgan website, there is a whole historical account of the entire J.P. Morgan family's interconnection 
with all the events and all every single thing all the way from the beginning starting even beginning involving the the duel between Hamilton and Burr and and it just and it it started where they were enlisted to create fresh and clear water in New York City, and that helped them start the funding and create the banking, mm. and that's where the government money came in, and and it went right through creating um, and involving the Carnegie Steel industry, where they created U.S. Steel, mm-hmm. and then J.P. Morgan he had a um, he started GE of course, and he started AT and T, and of course. Before all that, he created the IMM, the International Maritime. He wanted to control the shipping industry. And really, the deep state is a circular ownership of uh, all the big banks, of J.P. Morgan, Charles Schwab, all these old names. And, and what they've done is they've created these entities like BlackRock and Vanguard. And there is a circular ownership. If you studied the ownership of all the big boys... They're all owned by these entities. And then they create these secondary subsidiary uh, funds that go back and they own. So this is the way that they manipulate the stock market because they have this circular ownership where they can dip and move it up and down. Just like, remember in 2018, they had that Christmas crash? That was manipulated because there was the sharp V. They can manipulate it by creating this circular buying and selling where the small investor doesn't have a chance. Not a chance. Unless you, right now, because they're getting ready to dip the market again because it's all one big giant bubble. And if anything, anybody did the smartest thing in the world is just pull everything into cash right now and wait for them to play, get done with their little games. Because once they start that cascade, everybody's going to panic. And then, because it's all one big giant bubble, and you just start checking the ownerships of all the things, these things, and it all goes back to the big banks. That's why and crypto is so interesting right now. Crypto uh, technologies is is very interesting, and and it could upset everything. Uh, well, that's what they're they're attempting to do, but and they're they're trying to move some of their cash because they know the bubble is getting ready to break. And and but that's going to dip too. I'd say just hold the cash, and even though they say the dollar is dropping, just hold whatever you can into cash and wait for these 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 numbnuts right. to stop their little games. Right. And and then when it, when the dust is all cleared, then we start start over again because they are trying to crush right. everything. They're trying to burn down the house. Right. Well, thank you so much, Julie. We have anyway, to. Sorry, r- sorry. All right. Take care. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Have a great weekend. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, and inflation, they're going after the dollar there. You know, um, I want to get through some of these tweets really quick, mm-hmm. uh, Leonor. Um, Molly Hemingway writes, uh, uh, she writes this, she writes, uh, Holy crap, Liz Cheney just falsely claimed she is ranking member, the top representative of the GOP caucus on the J6 committee. In fact, she was handed and selected by Nancy Pelosi and is not a ranking member. Huge, huge legal implications associated with this lie. Uh, The Bradford file writes, the vice president of the United States raised money last year for rioters that play for her team. That was basically, uh, remember when she was... Uh, with the bailout funds, 
Remember uh, uh, Kamala Harris was doing that? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the Bradford File writes, Never forget, Democrats cheered rioters for eight months before they, they were outraged by January 6th. We played a lot of the clips that made that true, um, drove that home. Um, also, uh, Thomas Sowell says, Historians of the future will have a hard time figuring out how so many organized groups of strident uh, jackasses, he says, uh, succeeded in leading us around by the nose and morally intimidating the majority into silence. Uh, it's true. I don't know how they've pulled that off, but why are we so silent? Well, that's what's going on, is we are being all led around by the nose. Rick Grinnell says no ID for voting and ballots sent through the mail is an attack on our democracy not J6. Ted Cruz's political career is over. That's what Cat Turd says. Cat Turd. <laughs> Rick Grinnell says, uh, oh, here's uh, Democrats explore barring Trump from holding office over January 6th riot. Donald Trump Jr. retweets that and says, and there it is. This is what it's always been about, folks. Rick Grinnell says, Democrats created sanctuary cities to ignore the laws they didn't like. Eric Matheny writes, Ray Epps incited and encouraged people to in enter the Capitol despite crowds shouting no. As he actively tried to rile people up, the J6 committee wants Sean Hannity's text messages, but there's zero interest in the one person who was on film numerous times inciting riots. How about the guy up at the uh, tower uh, that was basically directing people? Yeah. They don't even know who that person right. is. I just hope that this whole thing goes way on the back burner and that this does not become an annual anniversary. Oh. And here it was. Ned, Ned Ryan said, what a joke. Brett Bear ha is having Liz Cheney on his show. And I said to Ned Ryan, I said, Cavuto's had, had Kissinger on his program. So go figure that, right? Yeah. So, Leonardo, we're always running out of time on this show. Oh, well, the other one was this before we go. How do people who had a loved one killed in 9-11 or Pearl Harbor feel about Kamala Harris's comments today comparing those attacks on January 6th? It's yeah. absolutely absurd. It's absolutely and crazy. Insensitive and out of touch. Yep. Um, Tone deaf. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of our, the Scott Adams Show. We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast. I'm banned on Facebook for a while, so uh, you can find me on Twitter. And with that, my name is Scott Adams. My name is Leonora Cavetta. And we'll see you all next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. See a long way from the suits in D.C., but close enough now to see this mess. We're a stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.